Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to episode number we don't know, actually. We're pretty sure it's 17. We lost track. But we're excited because we're tackling a subject today that, well, Mariah, tell us. What is it? Long distance in relationships. Which is a subject that we've gone asked quite a bit. It's I think it's one of the subjects that's come up the most yeah. from people that have written to us. And I definitely feel like we've got our master's degree in this. We <laughs> do. We've had a crazy long distance thing. We were mm-hmm. continents apart. I was in Africa and she was in North America for a majority of our relationship. Yeah, 7,000 something miles away. And I googled that. Beep. <laughs> I quoted Anton there. <laughs> That's a quote from our wedding, which yeah. is actually on YouTube. Mariah did a whole amazing wedding edit and you should check it out on yeah, part, part two. two. Anton did a poem for us. It's epic. My favorite poem of all time. <laughs> yeah, so check it out. You'll know what we're talking about. Anyway, so let's dive in. First of all, covering a little bit more on our story. Yeah, so if you're new and you don't know us, as Gal said, two continents. Um, we started I was living in Florida and he was living in Cape Town. That's right. I came to Cape Town with my best friend for just a two-week trip. No intention of falling in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I left and obviously we hit it off quite well, but we were like, we're never probably ever going to see each other again or maybe next time you're in Florida. Exactly. No intention of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was in Florida for about six weeks and we couldn't stop thinking about each other. Me more than Gal. Yeah, Not a little. True. No. Flings along the way. <laughs> we weren't in a committed relationship yet, but I really, really liked Mariah still. I just thought, you know, how are we going to make this crazy relationship mm-hmm. happen? It was just a summer fling. Yeah, and I never traveled outside of the U.S. before. That was the first time. So to go back, I really wanted to travel the world. Yeah, and by the way, okay, I said it was just a summer fling, but it was like the most intense thing I'd had in a very long time. So there was something special there for sure. But now it was a challenge of how do we make it work and do we do long distance. Yeah. And so I was in Florida for like six weeks and we didn't think it was possible. But then I was like, if I scrape up enough money, maybe I can come back at the end of December for New Year's. Yes, exactly. I had a big New Year's festival that I was organizing. We had like 7,000 people coming and Mariah wanted to be there. And I think she liked me too. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) and, And she liked Cape Town. And okay, we made it happen. So she came and then we were together. And that's when we said, I love you for the first time on New Year's that very night that like a day after she arrived. And we then then said, I just want to say we kept in really good communication those six weeks. It wasn't like we just dropped off and then it like saw you on New Year's. and was like, I love you. Actually, you said I love you first. I did. I did. But that's right. It was very much a situation of keeping in really good touch. We like each other. But like, okay, how do we make this happen? And so Mariah did come and we had an amazing time together. But then it was time for her to go back and we weren't exactly sure when I'd see her next. Mm -hmm. So that kept happening a few times. But now we were in a committed relationship and every time we needed to figure out how and when are we going to see each other. Yeah, I would say for the first eight months, it was like, this could be the last time. This could be the last time. And then when we hit one year of being together, then it was like, okay, let's see how long we can make this go for. Let's plan better and stuff. Yeah, we planned the next year more like not month by month, but more like, okay, can we make this whole year work? Mm-hmm. And we could. Now, luckily, we had kind of jobs that allowed us to be able to travel across continents and so forth. But it was still very challenging to scrape up enough money for $1,400 tickets, mm-hmm. you know. And Every... <laughs> 
few months. Every few months. And still, by the way, we had to figure out how to take time for away from work and make it work. And it there's many challenges. So that's what we're diving into today because no matter what relationship you're in, long distance, I mean, even if you're a two-hour drive away or you're a five-hour flight away or like us, like a 28-hour flight away, many of the challenges are similar. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to cover and give you some tips of how we made it work. Yeah, for about, I mean, we were dating for five years before we got married, mm -hmm. but I would say we really did long distance hardcore for about three years. And then yeah. the four and five years, we spent a lot of time together. Yeah, it was place. bigger chunks of time with us in each place, but still time apart every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah, only now since we've been married and because there was the whole lockdown, we've been in one place together for nine months. True, but even now going back home yeah. for COVID and not me not being able to come back to South Africa as of right now, yeah. we're thinking with it. We're thinking of how are we going to break up this long distance time? Yeah, it's still, we still yeah, have the challenge. Still. So, okay, let's dive into yeah. what it is all about and what we did. So the first thing, by the way, we came prepared for this episode with all kinds of ideas that we wanted to share. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go through, we wrote it down. So what's the first thing on the list? The first thing on the list is we want to acknowledge the fact that there are challenges in both long distance and living together. Gal and I started living together from day one. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally day one of meeting, well, pretty much meeting each other. Because Mariah came to visit me in South Africa, so she moved in living with me. And every time since, if I'm with her in the U.S. or she's with me, we live together. Yeah. You know? So there was challenges with living together just as much as distance. Yeah. I mean, we know couples that have had long distance for a while. And yeah, they live together for the two, three weeks when they're together. And then there's long distance again. But when you fully move in as a couple, like you now are living in the same place, that has a lot of challenges too. People, mm -hmm. you know, you now have to figure out how to live together long term. So that is a challenge. The point is long distance is one of the challenges and relationships have many, many, many different kinds of challenges. So this is one of them and recognize that it too can be overcome. Yeah. But I also want to add doing long distance and overcoming it and living together and overcoming it really grows a relationship. Mm -hmm. They're big challenges. Yeah. The next one would be learn your time apart, your time limits apart. So what do we mean by that? Mariah and I learned that for us, we could go about four weeks apart. No problem. Okay. I mean, it was still challenging, believe me, but we could do four weeks apart and, you know, that was about the limit. Six weeks was harder. Now, as the relationship got stronger, deeper, you know, now that we're married, we could do even longer than that. And I know there are couples that are like three months apart, four months apart. That's so crazy. that's major. I mean, well yeah. done to you guys. And major you figured videos. out things that, that we, you know, would love to even learn from you. But the point is know how long you'd like and set a goal for yourself of, okay, we wouldn't want to go more than, let's just say, seven weeks apart. We are comfortable with a seven-week gap. Let's figure out, oh, it's hitting seven weeks. Time to plan a time to see each other. Yeah, but also like make it a game in the sense of it's not like, oh, it's seven weeks. That's when we like, oh, it's panic. It's right. We have to see each other or we're going to break up. Yeah. Make it a game like we did. Oh, last time we got in little bits of upsets around four weeks. We're going five weeks this time. Let's see if we can do it. Yeah, you it know? would be or challenging. Like, let's make it happen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, it would. We would make it challenge. We'd make little challenges for ourselves. Yeah. Of like, hey, we're approaching the time. Time to book a flight. But fun, you know, it was. Yeah. We try to keep it fun. It's normal, especially when you're in new relationships. You're getting to know each other. You're learning each other. You're learning your limits. It's normal, in my opinion, mm -hmm. for there to be bumps in the road. Yeah. So don't like, don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as like a learning thing of like, oh, like we did four weeks. It's not a bad thing. Let's just be better at it next time. Correct. Correct. 
any endeavor you take in life has its challenges and has its barriers. And this is one of the barriers and you'll learn how to overcome them each and every time. Good. So know your time apart. Set a sort of a goal for yourself. Okay. The next one is good communication. Staying in really good communication with that person. I know when we first started dating, your friends would be like, you guys talk every day. You guys text every day. And we're like, we don't just text every day. We FaceTime every day. And for like many times a day. Yes. No, I mean, you just have to be really willing to do more communication than you normally are used to because you guys are apart from each other. So it's good, healthy. You know, the boys would sometimes be like, oh, he's texting her again or I'm sending her another photo of where I'm at or whatever. (laughs) And it was just not in an effort of like that she needed to know or that I, you know, it was just a thing of I'm enjoying communicating, sharing, kind of participating. Yeah, we really loved each other. I meant, sorry to cut you off. (laughs) No, I meant like we were really like interested in each other. Like I deeply was interested and you were deeply interested. I remember getting like after a lunch with friends and literally calling you, telling you about pretty much the whole lunch. Mm -hmm. Just because I love telling you, not because you ever made me feel like I had to. Yeah, exactly. Because you guys aren't in the same location, you want to like update each other on your lives as much as possible and keep each other a part of your lives enough, you know? Yeah. Because some people, when you're working and you're both in the same city, whatever, you talk at night after a long day. Because you're apart, you need to be okay with taking it on yourself to communicate even more. Mm -hmm. So try to do it more often than you're usually used to. It will help you. Yeah. And it might be a little bit sometimes pain in the butt. I know after a few years Mm -hmm. when we were like, like at least for me, I can say we would live together and obviously communicate. And then I go home and we'd FaceTime and we'd be like, wow. It takes a lot of time out of the day to text, FaceTime, uh-huh. you know, but yeah. it's worth it. Like it's what made it work. Yeah, it's worth it. You have to also be understanding of the other person's schedule. So if they're really busy and they can't FaceTime or they can do a short time, be okay with it. You know, all good. But you want to do it as much as possible because it can be time consuming, but it's important. Mm-hmm. The next one is you want to be committed. First and foremost, even though Mariah and I were like, all right, we're not sure when the next time will be that we see each other. We were still committed in our time apart. We were still in the relationship. It wasn't wobbly. It wasn't doubtful. We were committed and we both took on ourselves to be ethical, Mm. ethical and trustworthy. That can be in the form of not cheating, maintaining good communication, keeping the person up to date, ensuring that your ethics are in. Yeah, people have asked me, how do you do long distance? And to be honest, I tell them every time, like, I don't see myself as a long distance person. I've always told myself that I would never do a long distance, even if the person was an hour or two away. I'm like, no. Well, maybe. Mm -hmm. Be an hour, but two hours. I'm like, no, it's like too long distance. But I have to say, like, when I met Gal, I knew he was ethical, and it's not even like he's ethical for me, he's ethical for himself. He has like his own personal ethics. It's not like he wouldn't cheat on me because he doesn't want to hurt me or get caught or be in trouble. He wouldn't cheat on me because it's he knows it's not good for him. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that to myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's what I learned is it takes someone with personal ethics, like they put their own ethics in, not mm-hmm. you know, and I noticed that in you right away, and that's why I was like, this could actually work. Like, I don't even need to trust. Yeah. I was like, I don't even need to trust you. Like, you have yourself handled in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I 100% knew that and took that on myself that if I'm committed, I'm committed. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just something that I kind of like to think with in general. So it's important that you know that you're apart from the person. So you've got to be there really with them. Yeah. And be realistic. If you know the person and you can love them, but you know, like, maybe they're not the most loyal people. Maybe know that, like, okay, those are challenges 
challenges you're going to have to deal with in the relationship and maybe long distance isn't. Yeah, like, maybe kind of it's not right person. for you. Or if you want to do it, then know that that's something you're going to be challenged with and don't go and be surprised. Just mm-hmm. deal with it as it comes. Yeah. You know, I don't think you need to be A-OK with them cheating, but you might want to work it out or maybe they're not really good at keeping in touch. You, you might know it's a challenge you're going to deal with. So you're going to work on it with them and grow together. And just to full circle back to what you were saying about being committed, I think it's really important not to be on the fence, not to be like, you know, you're with the person, you're like, yeah, we're in a relationship, and then you distance yourself, and then you start questioning, should I be in the relationship, should I not? It's like, if you made the decision when you were together, like, kind of stick through it. Yeah. Don't be on the fence. Yeah, absolutely. I agree fully. Okay, next one is creating games and challenges outside of the relationship. Yeah, I think the idea with that is that no matter what, as a couple, you want to handle the stuff outside. Your challenges should be outside of the internal relationship as much as possible. Meaning you have your job, you have your hobbies, you have your groups, your things and activities that you do, and that that will come with challenges that you want to tackle. If you don't have enough of those, what's going to happen is you're going to try to find challenges inside the relationship which will come in the form of problems random little arguments and things that are like inside because you don't have enough outside challenges Mm -hmm. does that make sense totally perfect example is lockdown and how when people were together there was no production they couldn't Mm -hmm. like do their hobbies or their work or anything and then they're cooped together and with no production and just being together you start finding you nitpick and make problems out of things that weren't problems before yeah yeah that's definitely a huge reason you'll see notice that that when you guys start to fight internally you guys don't have enough challenges you don't have enough problems outside go get yourself some problems it's Mm -hmm. a good thing to have problems outside that you're challenging and dealing with and building and conquering that's good yeah and the creation doesn't just have to be outside of your relationship it can be inside they just shouldn't be challenges they should just be creations with inside the relationship so for example you're going to the next stage of your relationship if you're in the same stage for years and years and years there's no game there's no creation in that it's the same thing over and over correct yeah internally you guys want to kind of have internal challenges but those are called creations those are what you guys come together that's what what mariah is saying is spot Mm -hmm. on you guys together put your head toward what are you be creating together internally like now we want to have a child or now we want to redo our thing or we want to travel together or we want to both grow our income or whatever you guys come up with together that's called creative stuff outside you deal with also creative but it's more you're dealing with problems and challenges that come up it's the game of life which is good so there's kind of a differentiation don't bring problems internally bring creations internally handle the problems that come from the outside yeah i know when we had towards our four week upsets like when Mm -hmm. we noticed we were like okay how are we going to be even more productive you know that was kind of like our way of handling it because we knew that maybe around four weeks because we knew when we first got back into town it would be like okay we're so productive we have to handle all this stuff and then around like week three and four it was like everything was handled and that's when yeah. So we're like, okay, we got to like make a plan to be more productive. And when we started doing that, we could go longer. Exactly. What typically happens, I think with most couples, week one or two, you miss each other so much. It's like fresh still. And then you have like week one, two, three, where you're dealing with all the, like Mariah said, the, the things that you have to deal with now that you're back home. All of a sudden week three goes by and you're now settled at home. Now you start to like, there's that whole thing, right? Then you start noticing, oh, he didn't text me like he said he would. Yeah, somehow you you get a little less busy, you get Mm -hmm. a little bored, and you start some some uh, le- things to make you less bored or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you guys get the idea. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to also you guys need to create games, you know, create all kinds of fun games with yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Like, what hobbies are they doing? What hobbies are you doing? I don't know what you... You can come up with games for that apply to you that make it fresh and fun. Yeah, like a game also that we kind of did was like surprises for mm-hmm. each other. Like, Gal was really good about it and he would team up with my sister. Yeah. Like, because like delivery and all that was expensive and Gal knew, okay, Kiana lives with Mariah. So yeah. he'd call up Kiana and be like, I really want to surprise her. Can you go get her like Skittles and flowers? I know she's on her period or whatever. Exactly. And it'd be cute and it was fun. And it was like a fun game for me to be like, okay, how can I also do different things? Yeah, you you want to just think of fun ways to create, whether it's like a funny message for them to wake up to or a really yeah. lovey. We would write long lovey-dovey like love letters for the person to wake up to because we have a time difference. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, we would always come up with things to keep things creative and fresh. Yeah. So don't run out of ideas. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be super romantic. Just keep it fun. Yes. The next one is don't give up. There's yeah. going to be lots Lots of challenges, but really push through. And Gal has talked about this in another podcast where he th- he said, I think that people end relationships a little too soon. Yeah, I do. I think that in general, people give up with things a little bit too soon. You need to do a little extra push. And that's where the magic is. That's where most people don't make the push. And the successful ones are the ones that do. Mm-hmm. So people look around in life. And this is an interesting life lesson and something for you to look at. They look around in life for reasons to surrender, reasons to just give up. So if you're holding a plank, at the gym and all of a sudden you feel oh my stomach is twitching maybe I should just put my knees down I'm done with this plank or you just start oh my elbows hurt from holding you look for all these reasons to give up and when you take one of the reasons whoop you surrender relationships are similar you realize oh it's getting a little challenging maybe I just need to call it quits or we haven't seen each other for so long I can't do another week maybe I should just find I don't know you go and you come up with weird things don't give up yeah and we're gonna share some of our reasons to surrender and our solutions some that we thought of and some that we actually went through. Yeah, the most common reasons that people give up, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's start with the first one, which is money. Budget. Look how prepared we are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so prepared. Uh, Yeah, the first one we wrote down is the money, the budget, Mm -hmm. right? You now need to do a flight to New York from Florida to yeah. see your boyfriend and it's going to be a $250 flight. Our flights, I just want to say my first flight ever to Cape Town was $1,800 Crazy. and then the few after that were 1600 and it wasn't until the last like two years that they started becoming more affordable and we're like around 1200 Yeah, and we're talking economy tickets, yeah? We're not yeah. like business or anything like that. <laughs> like the most basic after tons of searching, that's the best price we could find. Yeah. Talk to me about budget, you yes. know? <laughs> I mean, Mariah literally sold her guitar at some I went through my room and sold collector items. I would just go under my bed and sell so much on like eBay, Craigslist. Absolutely. So for the common relationship, I don't think has to deal with that big of a distance. So let's just say you have a $400 ticket that you need to go to see your your lover long distance. Now, what do you do? How do you come up with the money? Well, I know that, for example, we have friends that will go out on the weekend and drop $100 on drinks, you know, or maybe they're spending money. Coffee. I know so many people that spend five, six dollars a day on coffee and you add that up throughout a month, that's your ticket right there. Exactly. Make so, your coffee at home. Yeah, if you need, find a little ways to save up. The most important thing, set up a little savings account and put money into there. I'm not saying don't get your coffee. Either cut that down. Even better, figure out a way to make 5 $6 more. Yeah. But one way or another, set up a special account where you put money in. It builds up. Boop, you, it goes towards buying the ticket. Yeah, great idea. And also, I want to say something that I found beneficial for me is I, if I knew how much money I had to have to buy the ticket, it was easier for me to make a plan to figure out how to get it. Yes. 
that make sense? Yes. Versus like, oh, I'm just going to save and let's see how much it is. When I had a set amount, somehow money like came to me or I found little side jobs or different things. Yeah, exactly. So you need to just make a plan with the money. It's not as hard as you think. Just get your money right by being money smart. And just the easiest way is set up a savings with a goal. Yeah. The next one is jealousy slash question marks. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have a whole episode on jealousy. So yeah, I think next week. Or I the think, week after. yeah, next week or the week after. So definitely subscribe mm-hmm. uh, and follow us if you haven't yet, because we are going to be putting out a lot of interesting episodes and the jealousy one is coming up. But for now, we're just going to touch upon it when it comes to long distance. Very brief. The idea is that there's many, many question marks, right, Mariah? Yeah. You want to explain what question marks are? I I? think you should. Okay. So question marks are things where when you're not given enough information, there are question marks and people start to fill it in. So for example, we were watching the kissing booth and it's the perfect example Mm -hmm. where she saw him hanging out with this girl and he wasn't giving enough context of like who she is, what they do, how they, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she started filling in and making this story in her head like, oh, they like each other. They're this, they're that. Right, exactly. She just, and he, for whatever reason, didn't explain to her like, listen, the girl is really a friend. Like, let me show you. Let me explain. Why don't you chat to her? Whatever. He didn't fill in the question marks, so she developed more and more of them. Mm-hmm. So with jealousy, it's really a, a two-person thing. Like, you need to handle yourself, trust the person, or like even ask questions if you're not sure. And the other person needs to fill in the blanks and be open to answering those questions. I know for me, like something I'm really good at, first of all, Gal's not a very jealous person, but I also have to pat myself on the back in the sense I give him so much information. True. I really do. I don't want him to feel any, because I don't like feeling that way. So I make sure he doesn't, even though he doesn't, but I do my part to make sure. So I fill him in, I give him all the details. I tell him where I'm at. This right. and that. Yeah. And, and also if you do feel that, that you have question marks, there's nothing wrong. There's no shame in asking to fill it in. And by the way, that's a cool way to create a game or to make it, you know, something interesting and creative because for example Mariah I'd be at I run festivals for a living I put on festivals if Mariah couldn't be there for example something creative that I do is literally FaceTime her in and show her around the entire festival mm-hmm. and like we'd FaceTime I'd show her all the backstage all the cool details because she couldn't be there so like fill in the question marks just for her she wanted to know what it was like yeah and you were really good at like for fun sending me vo- we voice note and our close friends know that Gal and I love voice noting yes <laughs> um, but we'd voice note like he'd be like hey, by the way, like the last hour or so, this is what I've been up to. And it's also another, remember, it's another way to keep an extra communication more than usual. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every once in a while, for us, like once an hour, once every two hours, we make it a fun thing of updating. Mm -hmm. So that fills in question marks. Do that for your partner. It will make everyone more comfortable. But at the same time, it ensures you guys keep creative and communicating. Mm -hmm. Now, the biggest thing, I think, not a biggest, (laughs) I don't want to say the biggest. No, for guys, maybe. For guys, maybe. A big thing is, look, you guys are apart and there's lack of touch. The one person that you have any sexual encounters with is your partner. Now you guys are apart and there's no, you know, sexual activity. And for many people that can be tough. Honestly, it's not like that was a huge challenge for us. I just know that for many people, it can be really tough. Like I haven't seen the person, haven't touched them, haven't kissed them. We haven't had sex, obviously. So it can be challenging. So Mm -hmm. Mariah, what would you say? Well, what we did is we did FaceTimes. Cheeky little FaceTimes. Cheeky little FaceTimes, (laughs) cheeky photos, stuff like that. But I have to say, I don't always condone it Mm -hmm. because... It can be tricky. People aren't the most trustworthy. And I know that when there's breakups, people send them to porn sites or they release them and they just do evil things to them and I made a decision a long time ago that I wouldn't do that send them or or do that anymore because the people that I thought I could trust Mm -hmm. didn't end up 
trustworthy. So I made the decision not to. But again, with Gal, like, I really felt like I could trust him. I don't know. I feel like this day and age is so hard to know. It's very challenging. You're going to have to navigate that for yourself and see if you trust the person enough, but also know the consequences. You are sending very sensitive content over digital platforms. Mm-hmm. Be aware of it. For us, we kind of kept it nice, fun, and cheeky. Mm-hmm. We liked it. <laughs> you need to decide for yourself. And if not, uh, there's really nothing wrong with, you know, pleasuring yourself, I want to say. Yeah, but I don't think it's an invitation to be like, well, we haven't touched, so that's why I cheated. Or that's If you Definitely. made the decision to be in a long-distance relationship, that is one of the barriers, and you knew that going into it. So do everything you can to handle yourself, whether it's, yeah, making a plan to send sensitive content. Securely, well, maybe. Yeah, securely. Up to you. You have to or figure it out. masturbate, handle yourself, you know? Yeah, and, and again, that's something that you'll have to decide, but it is a factor, the lack of sexual, you know, connection with the person you love the most. So be aware of it, but do not cheat. And even if there is temptation, don't fall for it. You might have this girl, you know, that comes up to you and is like, where's your, where's your girlfriend? She's not here right now, you know? And you're like, oh, you feel flattered. Don't go there. You know, kind of, you know, don't even put yourself in that if you can. Rather send at that moment. Go, go, I don't know, go and talk to your girl right away when you can. Yeah. Get away from those situations. Or if you feel those sexual, like, urges, direct that to your girl. Go to the bathroom and send something, maybe, yeah. if you're into that, you know? <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, we're we're talking about cheeky stuff here, yeah. but you know, it's up to you and up to you to navigate. So be aware of what you feel is right, but definitely be aware that that is also something you will feel potentially mm-hmm. and don't cheat, please. Yeah. As much as you can. As don't. much as you can. No, Just no. don't. I, I mean, no, I, not I, as much as you can. Just uh, don't. I'm definitely against cheating. You get what I mean. Okay. okay. So the last thing is, look, there's a couple of, well, um, I think it's almost the last thing. We're getting near the end here, but the idea is, let's say that there's a major upset, right? Uh, something that you're not happy about. Now, I'm not talking about you have cheated because if you have cheated, I think that you should kind of tell the person right away. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to break up and you made that decision, you guys are apart, tell the person, I think, right away because otherwise they're going to like pay for a ticket to come see you only for you to tell them in person, which I think maybe is, let's say that I now decided I don't want to be with Mariah anymore. I should give her the honor of telling her so she doesn't buy a ticket to come and see me. If anything, I want to go and see her after I now have told her mm-hmm. just to at least give her the honor of seeing me in person and saying, look, I'm sorry. Yeah. So that, if anything, but tell them up front with something major. If it's something that is less major, right? Like Mariah, give me an example. Like you, you're upset that the person isn't communicating enough and you've told them several times, let's say. Mm-hmm. And it's like caused upsets and it's bothering you. Yeah, yeah. If it's a big thing and you got, you want to challenge them on it and say, look, you're not doing this right. So, okay, fair enough. The thing is, let's say you're seeing them in a week. For now, don't bring it up. Rather wait to talk to them about it in person. Sometimes when you guys are far apart and there's like a long communication line, try to keep that kind of heavy stuff off of it because you are going to see the person in person soon and it'll just be easier and more beneficial and more rapidly handled when you guys are face to face. So if you can kind of hold off until you see the person for like any things that might cause upset, that's better. Yeah. And hearing you say it from like trying to picture it from someone else's viewpoint, it sounds like a little silly, but there's something about being together, like literally your bodies being together that really helps the conversation. It's kind of like a feeling that you'll just have to experience to see that 
that it actually does help. Yeah, correct. So feel free to bring up little things if you want to, but as much as possible, try to keep the communication kind of light. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the kind of closing point is keep things light and be as understanding as possible, right? Yeah, keep it light. It's long distance isn't easy, you know, and there's going to be mess ups and there's going to be things that aren't done perfectly. And it took at least me a long time or us as a team, it took us a long time to find something that works. And honestly, it's been so long since we didn't, it's been nine months Mm -hmm. now since we've done long distance. It's like riding so. a bike. Don't worry, babe. Yeah. <laughs> but so, we, it took a while to get in our in our groove, right? Yeah. Of like what works, what doesn't, how, what's our pattern and our routine. Yeah. And if you're getting upset and thinking like, I might have mentioned this in another podcast, but it's something that Mayor told me that stuck with me. That's so, My so, dad? Help- yeah, your dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. so, so helpful is he said, just because it's happening now doesn't mean it's going to happen forever. Like look at how much things change and how much people change. Mm-hmm. And be as understanding as possible. Let's say that he's like, look, I'm going out with the boys. And you're like, oh, you know, and it gives you some question marks. And he didn't fill them in quite yet. And you just want to be filled in. But he's busy with the boys. Try to be as understanding as you can. Keep it as light as possible. And the Give next the day. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, benefit of the doubt. Maybe the next day, ask them to fill in some of the question marks. and But mm-hmm. keep it fun. Keep it light. Because nothing destroys a relationship, especially long distance more, than when it gets like the you can't understand them and it gets heavy and aggressive and you don't open up to them about your question mark. So you have them and you don't tell your girlfriend that like you weren't comfortable about something or you, you know, so keep the communication line open. Use these tips. They all kind of go together and overlap. But the overarching thing is keep it fun, light, good communication and creative. Easier said than done. I know that this is going to happen and, you know, a lot of feelings and emotions can come out. So this is just something to strive towards. You want them to look forward to talking to you. Mm-hmm. while you guys are far apart. So try to make it an environment of like enjoyment. And oh, I'm so excited to chat to you, babe, and update you rather than like, oh, if I tell her this again, she gets upset over the little things, yeah. you know? Which, yeah. So you want to do your best. Okay, now easier said than done, I know, mm-hmm. but I think that's the idea. Yeah. So before we end this podcast, I want to give a little shout out uh-huh. <laughs> to uh, a friend named Lyndon. Uh, he's such a good guy. Yeah, so Gal literally told me this a couple days ago, about a week or so ago, that... I don't know how long this has been going on for, but he found out somehow through our website or whatever, found out that we have monthly donations coming from Lyndon he is every month. such a sweetheart. I only, I don't even know when he set it up, but I only realized it like last week, Tuesday, and I saw monthly supporters and it said Lyndon and he's sending, it doesn't even matter the amount because literally... Just the thought that someone cared enough to like want to give us like even a wave once a month. You know, yeah. they just wanted to send a wave on Facebook to poke us. once a month. Yeah, poke us. <laughs> I would have been like, oh my God. Like, so when Gal called me and told me, I literally started like tearing up, getting so, I'm a very yeah. emotional person, <laughs> but I was like, that is so cute because it's the thoughts. Like the thought is just, oh, and then I thanked him and he's like, the, what he said, like, just was so freaking cute. He was just like, oh, I, I, you're, the stuff you guys talk about is invaluable. And if I could give more, I would, you guys are amazing. Well, it was just like, I could feel that he just cared. He you really know? wanted to support and it meant a lot. If any of you guys want to also, it'll mean a lot, <laughs> to us, but we're not here looking for money. No. We're here to acknowledge Lyndon for just being our first monthly supporter and for doing it from his heart. And thank you, thank you, thank you so yeah, much, Yeah, we man. really appreciate the DMs you guys send us, mm-hmm. the reviews. 
on Apple Podcasts specifically. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> By the way, we had a few new reviews. Like our we great did? friend Jenna said, left us a great review. Jenna was the first person that Mariah came to Cape Town with. On the very oh. first trip, she left us a review. And my friend Nikki Rooney, who we've been childhood friends since like age eight. She's amazing and left us That's an awesome so review fun. on I'm Apple Podcast. So thank you guys. We love you so much. Thanks for being a part of this listener group. It's growing. It's awesome. I love the feedback. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah, I feel like we should come up with a name. You guys should send us name ideas. Like, you know how like... Oh, like the P- crew. Yeah, like, like Pia and Kane. They're called like the Pika crew. Oh, yeah. Kane and Pia have a great podcast. And they're Instagrammers and YouTubers. You should check yeah. them out. Or like or like Logan Paul. His is like the Mavericks or something. Yeah. We'll we come, need one. We'll come up with a crew name. Yeah. Someday. Someday soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for being a part of our crew. Yes. And the adventure continues. continues.